Chapter six of the Life of Saint Ignatius of Loyola. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Life of Saint Ignatius of Loyola by Francis Alice Forbes. The Free Company. Amongst the students who came flocking to the University of Paris in the sixteenth century, were men of all classes and of all nations the beggar student brushed elbows with the young nobleman the spaniard sat down with the greek ignatius had been prevailed upon by his friends in spain to accept a small sum of money sufficient to relieve him from the constant necessity of begging in company with two or three poor students like himself he took a humble lodging but the arrangement was to be of short duration one of the young roommates suddenly disappeared and ignatius money with him he was thus forced to retire to the hospital of st james where the poor were lodged free of cost meanwhile his influence was already making itself felt three young spanish students after having gone through the exercises had sold all their possessions given the proceeds to the poor and followed ignatius to the hospital the authorities were thoroughly irate particularly the rectors of the colleges to which the young men belonged ortiz of montagu and gouvea of st barbe they denounced ignatius to the inquisition as a heretic and a mischief-maker adding that he had shown his guilt by flight a certain color was lent to this story by the fact that ignatius was not to be found the young man who had stolen his money had fallen ill on the way home and friendless and in want had written for help to the very man he had injured ignatius vengeance was swift and saint-like barefoot and fasting he set out in search of the prodigal offering the hardships of the journey for the young man's soul he found the thief both sick and sorry with a mother's tenderness he nursed him back to health and sent him healed in soul and body to his home in salamanca then for the first time he heard through a friend of the hue and cry in paris hastening back to the capital he presented himself before the grand inquisitor explained his conduct and begged him to let the trial take place as soon as possible as winter session was about to begin the inquisitor replied that a trial was unnecessary he was completely satisfied the preliminary studies at montagu ended ignatius began his course of philosophy at st barbe under the rectorship of the very gouvea who but lately had been so hot against him he shared a room with peter Favre, a young genevan who had begun life as a shepherd boy on the swiss mountains and whose brilliant intellectual gifts had brought to paris where he had already taken his doctor's degree he undertook to help ignatius with his studies and it was not long before the spaniard realized that his young companion was destined to do great work in the world for god pure and holy in the midst of surroundings that were often neither the one nor the other he needed only the spiritual guidance of ignatius to bring out all that was latent in his sweet and noble nature in two years the young man was ordained priest after having gone through the exercises under ignatius direction who then confided to him his hopes for the future i will follow you said Favre, through life and death ignatius advised him to visit his parents and obtain their consent but on his arrival at home he found that his mother was dead his father had nothing to give him but his blessing 
but peter's desire was to be poor he was thenceforward dependent upon the alms which ignatius and he obtained by begging by nature humble and timid farve had yet to learn his own powers at his master's bidding he was ready to attempt difficult and dangerous enterprises and to dare all things to win souls to christ nor was farve the only student of st barb's who succumbed to the charm of ignatius as usual the young men gathered round him and the public disputations that were held on sundays began soon to be forsaken for prayer and the reception of the sacraments the professors complained to the rector Gouvea, who lent them a sympathetic ear a law existed by which unruly students could be flogged it should be put in force at once the needful steps were taken and all preparations made the news however reached the ears of a friend of loyola and he was at once warned of what was on foot the noble spanish blood in ignatius veins boiled at the thought of the insult no man who had undergone that ordeal could ever hope to hold up his head again and yet had not his master borne worse things for him the struggle was sharp but short if his lord would have it so so let it be down to the college with his own gentle dignity he went masters and students were gathered together in the great hall all was in readiness ignatius asked to see the rector and was taken to him at once the minutes passed slowly by in a silence that could be felt the crowds in the great hall held their breath at last the door opened the judge and culprit entered together but what was this the eyes of the angry Gouvea were wet with tears and suddenly he knelt at the delinquent's feet before the whole assembly he humbly asked forgiveness of ignatius and of god for the wrong that had been done to an innocent man the result of this strange scene was a complete reaction in favor of ignatius and for a time all went well in march fifteen thirty four he took the degree of masters of arts and came forth at the age of forty-four a scholar of the schools amongst the young spaniards at the university of paris was one who looked with a certain contempt on the poor student whose name was on every lip of blood as noble as ignatius own young francis xavier was as gifted as he was ambitious and was destined by his father for a brilliant career in the church appointed after only four years study lecturer at the college of bouvet the young professor was already charming all critics by his power and eloquence coming out one evening from the college elated with success and dreaming of the glorious career before him his eyes fell on the unwelcome figure of the beggar student who stood in the shadow of the street watching him with dark intent eyes annoyed at the meeting francis would have hurried by but from out the shadows spoke a voice low and distinct what doth it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his soul if xavier had been annoyed before he was thoroughly angry now what had he and a beggar like ignatius in common he had no wish for his company nor his advice the remark moreover was altogether wide of the mark he had no intention of losing his soul and as for gaining the world well the world and its honours were for those who deserved them 
so argued the young man resentfully but the words of the poor student haunted his thoughts with an intolerable persistency at night they would shine out in letters of fire on the darkness and sleepless he would toss wearily to their refrain what doth it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his own soul in the daytime at the most brilliant point in his lecture they would obtrude their unwelcome presence what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his own soul the fight was long but the day came when the young professor sought out ignatius and asked him desperately what he was to do in humble prayer and dependence he learnt what was god's will for him he might have been rector of the university of bouvet he was to be the greatest missioner the world has ever known so the first members of the company of jesus began to gather round their chief diego lainez and alfonso salmaron two young students of alcala hearing of the fame of their countrymen came to paris to seek him out and enlist under his standard nicholas bobadilla poor but of noble birth like ignatius himself threw in his lot with loyola as did simon rodriguez gentle handsome and amiable but as yet without the active resourcefulness that he was later to develop in july fifteen thirty four the little band seven in number were invited to meet their chief after they had prayed together ignatius spoke his intention he said was to consecrate himself to god by vows of poverty chastity and service in palestine he invited those who were of one mind with him to do likewise failing the chance of apostolic work in the holy land they would go at a given time to rome and place themselves at the pope's service meanwhile they were to pass the time in prayer frequent reception of the sacraments and study of the two books that were to remain always dearest to the heart of ignatius the bible and the imitation of christ by these vows the seven companions bound themselves before the altar in the crypt of the chapel of st denis at montmartre on the feast of the assumption fifteen thirty four the mass being said by peter Favre, the only priest amongst them such was the foundation of the company of jesus but a fresh trial awaited the little band this time it was not their preaching that excited suspicion but their mysterious retirement they were said to use a book could it be an exposition of some of the new doctrines condemned by the church ignatius was preparing to leave paris but he postponed his departure and prayed for a speedy inquiry laurent the inquisitor requested that the exercises should be shown to him and after reading the little work was so delighted with it that he begged a copy for himself ignatius having asked and obtained a formal attestation of his innocence left paris for spain End of chapter six